As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Levetta goes from the windup and he throws. And a swing and a long drive to left field. This one way back. It's going, going, and it is long gone. Anthony Rendon on the first pitch in the bottom of inning number six. It's home run number 17 to put the Nationals back in front. The Nationals 4, the Phillies 3. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Racing Presidents podcast post-game version. I am Ryan Warmly, joined in person for the first time <laughs> in what seems like forever with Todd Divas. Live in the flesh, Ryan. We are live and in the flesh at Nationals Park. Very exciting to be here at Nationals Park. Of course, another rain delay. This one only a half hour, so it wasn't so bad. Allowed us to get ready for the NBA draft, which was fun. I do want to let everybody know, everybody know before we get going to check out the Wizards Talk podcast. I'll get the promo out of the way early this time. Ching. Th- they did a podcast tonight reacting to the Wizards selecting Rui Hachimura out of Gonzaga with the ninth overall pick. And as of right now, while we're recording, they have not made their second pick. But there is going to be a second one, which we did not expect going in. So those guys will certainly have you covered with that. Be sure to check out the Wizards Talk podcast for all of your Washington basketball needs. But Todd, we have a Nationals game to talk about and a Nationals win to talk about. So let's jump right into that. I actually want to start with a negative here in Eric Fetty, who once again is struggling with command, and that's really the only story tonight. Yeah, and his tempo has gone away, right? We we saw a brisk tempo when he first came back and he was pitching well, and not coincidentally, uh, his command was good. And so, you know, it felt... Like and I said this facetiously during the during the night. Let's go, Gio, because <laughs> it felt like that. It wow. felt like his pace wasn't good, and obviously his command wasn't good. And then when his command wasn't good, it made his pace not good, mm-hmm. and those things kind of fed into each other. And then he looked like he wasn't sure exactly what he wanted to do, and he certainly was not on the attack tonight. But to your point, and the prevailing point here is Eric Fetty struggles tonight with the lone negative in, in, in the baseball game for the Nationals, uh, who have certainly started to crank the Titanic <laughs> back around here uh, after a three-game sweep of the Philadelphia Phillies, the first three-game series sweep of the season for the Nationals. Hard to believe we're sitting here in mid-June, and, and yeah. that's a true statement. But if you're going to get one, the Phillies are a pretty good team to get it against. You hopefully will see them continue to stay hot here through the weekend. Running through some of the stats, you know I love my advanced stats for the pitchers, Todd. Eric Fetty tonight, 84 pitches, just four swinging strikes induced, which is 
uh, hashtag not good. Yes. <laughs> the average exit velocity on his sinker, which was the most thrown pitch, it's meant to induce you know weak ground balls. The average, not the max, the average velocity on the uh, balls hit off the sinker, 104 or 100.4 miles per hour. That's, that's, that's rough. Also, hashtag not very good. But you actually had a tweet that I want to reference here that Uh-oh. showed uh, probably the most telling stat of all, which I've already referenced with the command. In his last two outings, 92 strikes, yeah. 78 balls. Yeah. That is untenable. Yeah. And, and, and tonight he was lucky to survive and have the damage as limited as it was. I mean, three and two-thirds, walked five. But some and gave up five hits and somehow. left with the bases loaded. Yeah, and gave up only two earned runs mm-hmm. somehow. And uh, Matt Grace came in and bailed him out. Matt Grace didn't have a good inning himself. We saw he's been pitching well a lot. And to your exit velocity point, Matt Grace faced uh, or picked up four outs in. The average exit velocity against him was 102.2 miles an hour. So we can follow that in the old can't predict baseball department. Uh, (laughs) He gave up several missiles and walks off the mound with the four outs and just the one earned run uh, and, you know, pushed them closer to Sean Doolittle and the big guys in the bullpen, which they eventually got to. Yeah, a couple of guys out of the bullpen tonight who had been pitching really well, really ever since this run started for the Nationals in, in Matt Grace and Tanner Rainey, both of them allowing home runs in this game. Yeah. And Grace, of course, allowed that single with the bases loaded. Of course, he got the runner out at home, which was able to get him out of the inning. Huge but play. Who, def- was it, who was that runner? <laughs> I believe it was uh, one Bryce Harper. Yeah, thrown out by Adam Eaton from right field. Not the Bryce first time he Har- made Bryce the third Harper. out on the, on the base pass right. this series. Bryce Harper trying to score and, and getting tagged out at the plate. And fitting that he was thrown out by the right fielder. Yes. <laughs> Nats fans were certainly very excited to see that. But, but these are two guys who have not only been playing well during this run, but really keying this run out of the bullpen. And, and we've already touched on Grace here, but Tanner Rainey didn't look bad tonight. It was yeah. just the home run. Yeah, you know, and, and it's going to happen. I mean, he's not going to go rolling through the season with a 1.5 ERA or whatever it may be. He's pitched really well. He's really helped stabilize them, as you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. You know, they had went through a period where no matter who Davey Martinez brought in, no matter when he brought them in, the re- outcome was going to be poor. Yeah. And it's really hard to manage that way. And Tanneraney helped them get their feet on the ground after he had a bad outing, remember, in New York against the Mets. And when the whole thing was on fire, um, he was part of that. But since then, he's been much better. And again, we saw a really effective Wander Suero again tonight. Even saw Javi Guerra. Mm-hmm. Pitched pretty well, and he, he's been decent since he's been here. You know, he's not going to be high leverage, which yeah. is fine. You still need guys on He had a like nice strikeout against yeah. Harper as well. Yeah, and um, that was a really bad swing. By it was Bryce ugly. Harper. It, I, it, yeah, you don't he looked see uncomfortable. That very much. Yeah, and um, so Javi Guerra been doing what you would want him to do since signing him and use him around the sixth inning when there's a short start and get some things done, and he was able to do that again tonight. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Speaking of guys who have struggled against the Mets in some outings this season, Sean Doolittle pitched tonight. Yeah. He looked very good. Are we completely past those struggles? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, he, I think 
as he said at the time, I shouldn't say I think. I'll, I'll <laughs> let you know what he thinks. At the time, he thought uh, his usage caught up with him a little bit. He was a little tired. That kind of dumped into his mechanics a little bit. He wasn't as upright. His release point wasn't as high as it needed to be. Subsequently, the spin rate on his fastball, which is a huge, huge priority for him, as we all know, because the key to everything he does is pitching up with his fastball. It kind of holds the plane longer than most fastballs do. His spin rate was down. His velo was down. But we've seen him correct all those things. And uh, he looked like himself for the most part tonight. The strangest thing tonight with him, Reese Hoskins was hitting foul balls. Roping like, balls, tw- 30 feet. 94-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastballs almost like behind him, and one of them went out of the stadium. Uh-huh. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was, we all looked at each other. We're like, we've never seen that before, and I'm, I can't wait to ask Doolittle about it tomorrow. Uh, he even looked like he was laughing about it with Kurt Suzuki at the end of the game, and I, I've never seen yeah. that before. Like in Reese Hoskins, it wasn't like it was just like five feet foul. It went almost – over the Phillies dugout and then up and out of the fourth deck. It it's, was bizarre. It's something, this is obviously, I'm not comparing either the pitcher or the hitter to this scenario, but it reminds me of, there's an old YouTube clip that I love to watch of Barry Bonds turning, obviously a left-handed hitter, yeah. turning on a ball thrown like 100 miles an hour and hitting it into the water, but like 30 feet foul at, <laughs> at uh, AT&T or whatever it's called now. Sure. I mean, that's... Almost impossible to do, and it's just not something you see very often to hit a ball that hard, that far, that foul. Yeah, it, yeah, it was super strange with Hoskins, who who eventually uh, flew out. So that was interesting. Of course, something that helps the bullpen have a nice outing is strong defense, and yep. I want to key in on Trey Turner tonight. Yep. Multiple Gold Glove worthy plays at short. He of course had the first guy thrown out at home. We made a nice diving stop from yep. behind second base. Turner quickly gunned him and beat him by a couple of yeah, steps. Scott Kingery. Yep. And Turner, can he get there? Slice has it up to his feet. Now he's going to throw to the plate. Kingery trying to score. He is out at the plate of the side retired. And then he had another nice play where he started uh, grounded into double play. Huge uh, again, double play. diving to his left, making great stop. And he, this is a guy who has that had... bailed out Matt Grace. Yes, yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And, and he's had some issues in the field this season with, mm-hmm. I don't want to call it mental mistakes, but just plays that you would expect him to make that haven't been made. Right. This shows the ed- other end of the spectrum for him. And primarily those were coming in like the first 10 days when he came back mm-hmm. from the IL. Remember, he was racking up errors then uh, in, you know, his... The whole finger situation didn't look quite right. Speed of game, he didn't look quite right. But lately, you know, you're seeing this guy who, in recent years, preseason, people have thrown him in as a possible MVP candidate Mm -hmm. because he has so many tools. And we've seen a really good player playing really good baseball here lately and making really good defensive plays in particular tonight. Yeah, there's nothing he can't do. There there are things he doesn't do, but there's nothing he can't do. He he has every tool tool in the box, and and you do like to to see him – Taking advantage of that every now and then. He has an 838 OPS now. And, and well, and you remember just in that, those first four games before he got hurt, he had multiple right. home runs, four steals. I mean, it looked like an MVP season, the smallest possible sample size. Sure. But, and uh, this is a guy who played 162 games mm-hmm. last year. So when he's not getting hit by a pitch, which is what derailed him two years ago yeah. when he was hitting the wrist, and then this year when it broke his finger, he plays all the time too. So as, as your shortstop, we saw what it looked like when you don't have a good shortstop. Yeah. Remember when oh. he was not playing <laughs> yes. and what that looked like with Wilmer Defoe and Carter Keboom and Hard to forget. Not, yeah, not a major league ready shortstop out there and how that trickles down and everything. And now we see the reverse. 
Anthony Rendon, I expected to have a big night tonight. A, because he's Anthony Rendon. Because he's big alive. Night, seemingly yeah. every night. But B, his history against Nick Pavetta, 15 at-bats, a 533 batting average, three home runs, nine RBI. Again, that's a small sample size, but still, those are really great numbers. Yeah, and I, you know, and, I, and I'll give a little pushback on the idea of those kind of batter versus pitcher, small samples. It, I feel like if you put this in other terms of I play you in one-on-one, we play 15 times. Yeah. I win 14 times. Did we play 162? <laughs> no. I, but I feel pretty good that, you know, you're a good matchup yes. for me. Right? <laughs> Which, by the way, I probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know, you know, I don't fully, fully believe that with these sample sizes, but I do feel there, there, there is a, a layer of that, and sometimes we dismiss it too much because we don't have the really larger extrapolation that we would always prefer. Well, well I think it's I think outcomes. it's signature significant. If he was in that example of, of playing basketball, if you beat me seven times out of or let's say nine times out of fifteen, well that could be a fluke, a game or two in either direction, might have been closer, and then maybe all of a sudden we're really even. Yeah. But when you so overwhelmingly dominate someone, it's like uh, Brian Mattis, the left-handed pitcher for the Orioles. I think David Ortiz in his career against Mattis was like one for 24 with like 18 strikeouts. Right. When you dominate someone so thoroughly, that, that tells you something. Yeah. There, for whatever reason, Anthony Rendon is very comfortable against Pavetta. Yeah, and we saw that again tonight, and Anthony Rendon has been very comfortable against a whole lot of folks this season. Yes, and still, stunningly, this is our, our daily, we're obligated to mention it, not a, an all-star, apparently, according to the fans. Yes, but he'll be there. And the, what's going to be real interesting when he does show up in Cleveland at Media Day, you know what he's going to get a bunch of questions about if it's not resolved yet? His the, contract. I'm sure he's going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's interesting that I was looking at in, in the standings, trying to see where the Nats you know, were after this win, they are now 13 runs better by run differential than these Phillies, which I was surprised. The Phillies now have a yeah. negative run differential after tonight. Yeah, they've the, the been at positive. a low run differential when mm-hmm. even when they were in first place. There was some hints that maybe this was, didn't, wasn't resting yeah. on a good foundation for them. And, um, yeah, the Nationals blow out, uh, I think on Sunday – threw them into the positive run differential. They, they made it up to the old plus one. Yeah, always helpful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just playing so much better baseball. You know, I, I tweeted this yesterday, and then I doubled down on it today. The stuff that we saw the Phillies do in this series, get a guy thrown out at third for the third out, get a guy thrown out at home for the third out. Bullpen comes in. It was a tight game. Once they show up, it's no longer a tight mm-hmm. game. Timely hitting is absent and you just don't seem to have everybody rowing in the same direction and the small things you screw up cost you games. Well, that's what we saw here for two months. Yeah. Right. And that's not what we're seeing anymore. We're seeing the opposite of that. As you said, Adam Eaton throws a guy out at the plate. Trey Turner is making great defensive plays. Juan Soto had a couple nice fielding plays tonight. The bullpen has calmed itself down. Of course, we expected some form of progression in the mean. Yeah. You know, we didn't expect an eight ERA all season. <laughs> it's impossible to have that. Yeah. And so and so now you see kind of everything here pushing in the same direction when it was so sporadic uh, throughout the start of the season. When you look at the poor start that they had in 2019 and the fact that there hasn't been that 10-game winning streak or yeah. that one crazy hot streak. They've obviously turned things around and are playing well, but it's not some epic run. Are you surprised with how quickly they've managed to pull themselves back into this? I mean, if you look at the wild card standings, they're three games out. A long way to go, but right. 
you never would have thought that in mid-June without a crazy run, they would have been able to claw themselves back into it so quickly. Yeah, and they've just been steady, you know? Atlanta's been hot. The Nationals have been steady. And Mm -hmm. Phillies are beat up. Their bullpen is hurting big time. There's a bunch of injuries. Losing McCutcheon for them has been huge. There's been a huge trickle-down effect of that. Huge Huge. for my fantasy team, too. (laughs) (laughs) The most important factor. (laughs) And, you know, and it just... They don't feel right the way the Nationals didn't feel right, you know, for a long time. As you said, you you and I are always talking about advanced statistics. Well, sometimes there's also just this sense around the team. It doesn't look right, doesn't feel right, doesn't smell right, however you want to phrase it. (laughs) And that's what they're going through here. And for me, the Mets are in deep, deep trouble. Yeah. And I expect them to kind of fade out of this whole situation in the not-too-distant future. Real quick, because we're almost out of time, mm. how excited are you for Friday night, Braves in town, first place? Not only that, but return of Dallas Keuchel, Strasburg on the mound, looking to bounce back from a mini rough patch. Just what's your excitement level going into that? Yeah, it's going to be another excellent game. The, the, the Scherzer game, the whole black eye situation last night was super interesting. You know, t- tonight we didn't have quite as much star power on the no. mound, <laughs> not which a, is not all right. Much. But, uh, you know, Atlanta, like I said, a bunch of fun guys to watch on that team. Absolutely. I, I love Freddie Freeman. I know Nationals fans don't want to hear anyone ever say that. <laughs> we saw the Nationals playing bad baseball for a long time, and we saw them doing it often against not-so-marquee teams. So now, for everyone, it's refreshing to see them play good baseball yeah. and see good teams in here and have these games have some weight to them. It's going to be a fun series. You know, they win two out of three there, and then you go into Miami and Detroit next week. By the end of June, it should be in really a very, very interesting place. And also on Sunday, we can revert back to the things we were talking about Sunday night and Monday before this week started about, hey, will this week help steer them in a place where yeah. they get clarity on what's going to happen at the trade deadline, what their situation is? Yep. Are they going to be reinforcements or are they going to be kicking a lot of guys out of here? And so far, so good for them. Definitely a game and series you're going to want to watch this weekend. And, of course, a post-game podcast you're going to want to continue to listen to. I'm sure we will be back at it uh, every game. I think I'm on those, Ryan. I I think I was booked. Uh, uh, On occasion, you happen to be on these podcasts, Todd. (laughs) I don't know how they keep getting guests like this. (laughs) That'll be something you guys definitely want to tune into, so be sure to continue to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. For the Racing Presidents on iTunes, for Todd Dibus, I am Ryan Warmly. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. The right-hander delivers. Swinging a high drive to left center field deep, sending Bruce back on the run to the warning track, looking up, and it is gone! Victor Robles, a three-run homer, and the Nationals lead it 7-3. to Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.